Hi, and welcome to another episode of Bullet Points. I'm the co-host, Ed Smith. I'm joined by the other co-host, Reed MacArthur. My name is Cypher. Now, that's my name. Don't jump the gun. That's a later one, isn't it? My name is... No, this is the first one with Cypher. Oh, is it? You may have known me as Reed, but now, for reasons <laughs> unknown, I'm Cypher. They like that word because that appears in Metal Gear Solid 2. The little camera with the mm-hmm. helicopter blade is the Cypher. And then it he, he doesn't Cypher come up in this one, Ground Zeroes, and 5. Yeah, it's, well, it's the same. It becomes the same it's the one. Sort of, it's the proto-foxhound. It's the proto-patriots. Yeah, that's right. Or is Cypher... No, Cypher is Major Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, as we discussed in the previous episode. But wait, isn't the organization also Cypher? Oh, I don't know. Or care, as a matter of fact. No, you care, you care. Not not to that extent. I, I used to be encyclopedic on Metal Gear Solid lore up until... Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 and then I, I gave up there was until point. the exact moment when Patriots when Rat Patrol won. Rat, Rat Patrol Zero won Spell Patriots and then you thought well this is that's the exact amount of knowledge I can keep in my head about this series <laughs> I just can't take any more it's too complex that's, that's what I mean by going back to the last one that it almost feels like a dare like mm. if you're gonna take this seriously, no, you need to have a notepad where mm. it says Rat Patrol zero one, <clears throat> and then below it equals Patriots. Patriots. Today we're talking about Peace Walker, which is oh, what year? Two thousand ten. Well, you're the host. You're supposed to know this. I think it's two thousand ten. I think it's two thousand ten as well. It's 2010. It's 2010. Okay, I did know it good. So it's 2010. It's the the Metal Gear Solid game that was released for the PSP, the PlayStation Portable. Um, it's weird, isn't it, how, given the success of the PSP, Sony never released another handheld console. Save just, that kind just, of thing. Just a little dig there at the old Vita. Just a little uh, needling the Vita there. This, is our, <laughs> this podcast episode is our... Or play for mainstream success. <laughs> yeah. Where's Half Life Three? Yeah. Giant bomb eat your heart out. That's right. Um, Peace Walker, the the PSP game from 2010, where you play big boss on mission to Costa Rica to prevent a Metal Gear robot from falling into the hands of uh, hot hot Coldman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's actually his name, Hot Coldman. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a character from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hot Coldman, uh, I can never remember the specifics of his plot. He wants to launch a nuclear weapon to create peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you explain it to me, please. What do you please. want the? You explain yeah. it to me, please, Walker. <laughs> I'm gonna get the specifics wrong. Uh huh. Uh, that's okay so did the people who wrote the game I've played this game like three or four times I will still get the specifics wrong um, so what happens is scene <laughs> <laughs> exterior Costa Rican beachfront 
Big Boss, aka Snake, because let's be honest, they're all Snake. <laughs> the game tells us he's training his private army, who he has with Kazuhira Miller, Master Miller. Um, God, there's too much. He's training his army. They get approached by this guy who has this little girl with him, this teenage girl. And they say, this is what's happening. There's some weapon being tested in the Costa Rican jungle. And there are soldiers patrolling around. Um, the Costa Rican government can't do anything because it doesn't have a standing army. And they're concerned. And then he leaves. He's like, I want you to go investigate because you're an independent army. They're MSF, Militaire Sans Frontières which is a hilarious name because it's medicine without borders, doctors without uh, borders, uh. translated to militaries without borders. Nice. Well done, yeah. Clever. Um, and uh, so anyway, he's like, go investigate. They're like, we'll have, to, we'll have to sleep on it. And then Snake is like, to Miller, he's like, hey, that guy's KGB. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he has a robot hand. And he, the thumb flicks up and uh it has a lighter in it these are all important points to note and he keeps yep. he makes the v the v sign but he says it's not for victory it's for peace mm -hmm. and the girl's name is pause which is spanish for peace um and she goes to the university of peace in costa rica and she loves peace and she says she's costa rican um anyway so they're like okay so if if what seems like a KGB agent is saying there's something going on here then I forget exactly how they get to this point but they're like it's probably American affiliated forces who are testing some sort of weapon in a neutral country but this whole thing could start World War 3 if they don't figure out what's going on because <clears throat> it could lead to this is, takes place in 1974 still the Cold War and so they're like we're going to do this and they go, and then, long story short, it's the CIA um, named, which is refreshing. You should talk about that mm -hmm. in this game. They're just like, yeah, the Americans are, for the bulk of the game, the like the CIA are who you're killing in this game. Um, now that I have your attention, NSA. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, Hot Coldman is the CIA director or agent, I forget, who is like in charge of this Peace Walker program. The idea is that Peace Walker is supposed to be the perfect deterrent because unlike a human, if it senses incoming nuclear missiles or something, then it will retaliate without thinking about the human lives on the other end. <sighs> Hence, ensuring mutually assured destruction theory, which means that perfect a perfect stalemate can continue um that's hot coldman i don't know there's so much more else but, that, but, but why is he then gonna launch a nuclear weapon to prove that it works i think he's gonna launch it see this is where i'm gonna get fuzzy i think he's gonna launch it like into the ocean or something right and then peace walker will respond um no i think he's gonna launch it from peace walker oh i think because the idea is to show that this thing works. It's not... Yeah. But then it decides... Not, it doesn't do it, does it? Because it's... The key thing about Peace Walker... Oh, this is so... We have to go that, through... 
We have so to go much. through so much shit. So much shit to make sense of Peace Walker. So the Peace Walker uh, mech is fitted. It's an AI. It has an artificial intelligence which is modelled on the personality of the boss from Metal Gear Solid 3. That's the Um, mammal core? Sure. There's also the reptile core? Yeah. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) And then then it has, rather than launch nuclear weapons, it decides that it's just going to walk into a lake and drown itself because the boss wouldn't launch a nuclear weapon. I think it's actually the way it gets to that point is good. I think, and I think, I think that's quite a beautiful moment. I really like that in the game. I, I really like that moment. I think that's the sort of pivotal moment in the whole game. Is that I think I write about this. I can't. I, I can't remember what I've written for the book on Peace Walker, but I. Uh, I think I write something about how statistical analysis of war and war games will ultimately always fail to take into account the power of the human heart <laughs> and uh, that's what is emblazoned if you like by that moment in peace walker and i like it yeah. i think it's i think it's quite optimistic i think it's quite you know it's quite humanistic it's a, it it's is a, it's a good call i think i think that's kind of what i come down to without talking specifics that this game feels to me like especially after metal gear solid 4 which is so convoluted that its message i think by the time you get to it you're so tired that like it's it's almost like who cares at that point like it's it's the anti-message i remember every time i play it i I feel something when i get to that last bit in in part you know when big boss is dying and blah 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 like there's something there and i you know i've written about it i've talked about it i can't remember the specifics of it now but by the time you get to it it's like who who cares it's, there's been too much and this game feels like sort of a corrective um in terms of it's not simple like trying to explain the plot makes it pretty clear that it's not simple but i think the message is a lot clearer and it's like a lot of characters and a lot of new characters too who are like feel more like people than anyone in four did but then also you have Huey Emmerich. Yeah. So we're not completely free of everything needing to be connected. It, no, exactly. Um, it's an interesting one because I think that that like, disconnect from the main series is weirdly enabled and a product of the fact that it's on the PSP. It feels... I mean, that's that's like a, 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 a... Not a particularly bullet points thing to talk about is, like, hardware. But... I love there it. Is, there is... Yeah. There is something maybe a little liberating about making a sort of spin-off that allows, you know, a Metal Gear game to exist beyond simply, like, propagating the canon. Well, I wonder, though, too... Like, apparently when they were making this... It was the working title was always Metal Gear Solid Five. Really? Yeah, but I I can't remember exactly why they got rid of it. I'm not sure if it was because they're saying well, it's a PSP game. Let's not let's not go crazy here. Um. But I wonder if part of it too is, you know, the fact that maybe they did think this is, regardless of what they do with saying it's a main entry or something. Mm. Um. If they're saying well, it's a little bit ancillary because it's not. 
you know, certain, a large majority of the audience won't play it because it's not, um, it's big console release. And I remember, like, I was so excited for, well, maybe it's because I played four and then I wasn't as excited going forward. Um, but this game, like, I think I heard about that it had come out, like, a few months after it came out. Mm. <laughs> and I wasn't writing about games at that point, so I wasn't, like, I wasn't keeping my finger on the the hot, throbbing pulse of gamer <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah, the uh, infected postule of gamer news. Yeah. Mm. yeah, which also does, is, is warm and throbs. Mm. Infected, like a... No, I'm not going to make more descriptions of skin infections. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think they probably were con- considering to an extent that this thing is not going to be as big of a deal, even mm. if they thought it was a big deal. But also that, like, 4 was supposed to be the end, and so mm. them doing this, like, what, two years later, is kind of like, well, it has to be more divorced from the main thing do you think it's it's on the PSP, it's a spin-off it's kind of divorced from the main thing and obviously presentationally it's different, again that kind of the game owes that uh, constraints of technology that the majority of it is presented through a sort of comic book style you know, 2D slideshows rather than fully animated cutscenes, and I don't think Am I wrong in thinking that it's not entirely voiced? Or is are all the little comic book segments voiced? I think they are voiced. And I remember there's this thing. You have to... You, like... You put it in the PSP and then it's like, hey, do you have enough memory stick space? Because you can download the voices. And there's right. like something where it's like, can, do you want to download, like, three gigs of voices because i think otherwise the cassette calls which are like the codecs in this are um i think they may be unvoiced unless you download that yeah right okay okay so do you think because we talked especially about the last one metal gear solid 4 and just the sort of amount that that sort of incontinence of story <laughs> in that game and this one, I would, I would be interested to know. Do you think that comparatively, it's a little more terse and concise and to the point, or do you think it's as like ruminatory and tangential and just? I kind of think. I kind of think like post three, this one maybe gets the balance best. Um, it has a lot of problems that for some reason that then are all like replicated in ground zeros and the phantom pain like yeah. it ends it ends and then it says okay do all of these like challenges and extra missions and so forth and so on to essentially unlock the rest of the story which is garbage i hate that kind of thing mm-hmm. um it just makes it feel like this is like some machine you're interfacing with and not like i don't know there's like no I never know how to pronounce this properly verisimilitude like when Mm. it's like hey you're just going to do the same shit over and over and then um, but I think the story itself until it kind of gets to the end point where it brings in Metal Gear Zeke and um, 
all the stuff with pause and like cipher and everything at the very end and then there are like all these optional cassettes you can find mm. that are like actually really good but they're all optional where it's like the boss's memoirs mm-hmm. and she's like talking about like her entire life essentially and they're like her talking about like going to space and being exposed to radiation and like seeing the earth and like her thoughts on like <laughs> different political theory and <laughs> mm. it's like actually really good and there's stuff like from eva as well and um but anyway like up until you get to that point i think the story is it does move pretty well it, mm-hmm. it's like sort of reminiscent of like one or three in terms of it kind of goes you know it yeah. has a has an opening that's like has a good hook to it and then it just moves and it doesn't spend forever on any one point but i i agree with that but but at the same time it's an interesting uh sort of juxtaposition between the way that it's told and the way that it's played because i think compared to one probably not so much compared to three but especially compared to one and compared to two Peace Walker is a lot sort of longer and fussier when you mm-hmm. play it because there's so much like menu management and stats management and it's got you know these kind of RPG elements and it feels like it might a, be... a simulation game. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to like really quickly say because I expect out of all the games we're covering, this is the one that the fewest people will have actually played. Yeah. But this one, if you want like a shorthand of how this game works, it's essentially like the Phantom Pain. Yeah. Um, it has a, the mother base that you return to. It like looks the same and everything too. And you Fulton soldiers after they're knocked out during these little missions that are kind of like bite-sized missions and you assign them to different things and you build up your base and research material and blah 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 what do you so think it's got all that? stuff i don't like it i don't like it either i don't like I think it in phantom pain i don't like it in this i think it's an interesting idea in terms of like there's something i think the only time it it pays off in the sense that there is the idea that this force is growing um, I think it's really gamey in a way that's like not very exciting. I think the Phantom Pain makes better use of it narratively, mm-hmm. where it has like the outbreak, and then when you have to stop the outbreak, um, I think those are moments that actually like make use of that a little bit better. And also the fact that you can run around on the base and the guys like salute you, mm. and you deck them in the face, and then they say thank you. <laughs> it's mm. like <laughs> creepy and cultish. Uh, this one, I don't know. It just feels like busy work. Mm. And I don't know. But I think like something about the it being on the PSP makes it a little more forgivable, I think. But what do you think that stuff's supposed to add? I think it's supposed to add a sense of of him essentially like growing force. Like growing... The fact that he's not just this lone soldier, that he's also this commander who has this entire operation and you know that he has because part of the story in this one too is the fact that at the end they're they're essentially almost being blackmailed by 
pause at the end into saying if you don't do this, which of course they don't end up playing along with her, but she's going to make it look like they launched a nuke. And then, you know, Boss and Miller are going to be the leaders of a rogue nation. Yeah. Right? Like, so there's like stuff like that involved with it. I think the fact that it stops, like, that, like, Ground Zeroes opens with the base being destroyed so you can make it again is really, like, not great <laughs> at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's also a way to have, I think, like, you hear in interviews when Kojima talks about, like, the way that he wants everything to kind of take advantage of new technology. Mm. And I think he probably was thinking this is a game that you can play for 20 minutes Mm. on the subway. And Mm. then, you know, you can kind of fiddle with in fits and starts and do all this stuff. Mm. But I don't know. I wouldn't miss it in these games if it was gone. I don't think. It's an interesting one because we've talked as well. Um, I think we've talked before about how it feels like again in reference to four. It feels like as the Metal Gear as the Metal Gear series goes on, it it gets kind of progressively away from some of its central ideas, like thematically and narratively. And I've certainly felt, I certainly felt that in these shows we've not we've not talked as much about the experience of playing these games as we have about the experience of kind of reading them and listening to them. But I think that as well as thematically and narratively, these games really get away from themselves mechanically and sort of experientially. Uh, I, I actually find the sort of premise of Metal Gear Solid's 1 and 2 and to a lesser extent 3 really exciting. I like this sort of, you know, this like single location, one man infiltrating, uh, dark, sneaky sort of the president's in danger stuff. I've got a real, I think, like fetish for it. And I actually also like the sort of simplicity, I think, that comes with that premise. If you think about, I think, the mechanics of Metal Gear Solid 1, there's not much there. You know, you can run, Mm. you can shoot, you can crawl. But it's like you can't even open doors. You know, the doors open automatically. And there's just... There's not very much in terms of like input, but it feels like you're doing a lot all of the time. It's like a very simple game to play. You know, Snake moves in four directions like Pac-Man. The guards can always see a certain distance and no further. Everything kind of um, makes quite sort of hard sense. And it is like a really simple game to, to sort of operate, but it feels like a lot is going on. Whereas with Peace Walker and Phantom Pain... I feel like there's more to do. There's more to press. There's more to sort of oversee and manage and keep in your mind and more to think about mechanically, but it feels like less is going on. It feels like you're you're doing more for like less event. I know what you mean. I think it's part of... It's just like part of the length, you know? Yeah, and I think it's like one thing I like in games is I like the kind of constraint of vision in certain games like i want i don't want to be thinking about um i don't know how am i going to get past these guards versus which guard should i knock out to take to my base to assign to different things and maybe i can look at them with binoculars first to see which skills they have that i need like i to me that just bogs things down it makes it less 
It makes it more like, I don't know, this sounds overblown, but like more intellectual than emotional, essentially. Like less, mm. less like you're kind of in the moment of, of kind of interfacing with this world in front of you and more like you are putting together a, a Lego set or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I agree with you on that. I think this becomes maybe like the most pronounced in the phantom ping which i think feels really great in terms of animation and sound and it's just like a really it's just um controlling snake in that game feels excellent but i mm-hmm. think and people i think have extrapolated that not to say that people don't love lots of things about that game but i think a lot of people just say it's the game that plays best out of all of these and last year when i was working on getting stuff together for this book and i played through all of them i was like yeah this game feels great in terms of like the fidelity of it but i don't think it's the best playing game i think that's probably it sounds like almost sacrilegious but that's like probably two maybe Mm. one like i like the ones where it's kind of a bit more straightforward so do you think that well here's another question then do you think that another thing we talked about right and I, th- I think we talked about when we talked about the early games and then when we talked about 4 and I'm interested to see where Peace Walker fits into this dynamic one of the things that I can remember discussing was this sort of tension in Metal Gear Solid between the way that it plays which is often quite sort of clunky in the early games and the premise which is you know you're a, a terrific soldier like the greatest soldier who ever lived I think we talked about it in relation to 3 specifically um, do you think like is Peace Walker you know, does it does it play smoothly? Does it play fluidly? Do you feel like, if, if basically the idea of all this like presentational nonsense about you know managing a base and building your army and developing into your own like private mercenary group is meant to kind of depict the big boss as this growing figure in like world politics and world uh, like military affairs, does the way that you actually play the game, as in like aiming, shooting, running, etc., reflect that, or does he just feel as kind of useless as ever? Uh, maybe when you play like the remastered ones on PS3 and 360, when you have two analog sticks, it works then. Or, or on the Vita, yeah, it's a little, it's it's weird to play with the one, the weird little PSP nub thing, the little, like, the little one, little stucco nub that kind yeah, of the little bubble, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it it does capture a good deal of that. I think in some ways, three, well, even four, four and Peace Walker and, and Ground Zero slash Phantom Pain are kind of like a more refined version of what they were going for with three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's totally true. Like the expansion of the tools and the more sort of like... Yeah less of the right angle stuff and vision cones and everything more sort of how do you kind of translate that kind of i don't know rigidity of these games with but i don't know it's diminishing returns at a certain point i think that that is so true about how they were all like progressively trying to get metal gear Solid 3 right um and i think that i think that peace walker is it feels to me like 
an expansion pack for three more than anything like mm-hmm. the engine looks really familiar the the character model of big boss is uh, identical it mm-hmm. plays kind of the same it's dealing with like some similar characters and similar like themes it's all set in a similar era it feels like an extension of metal gear solid 3 it feels like kind of like jackass 3.5 you know when they put together the sort of outtakes and release a, another film um and I think that that is one of the reasons why actually I I struggle to engage with it on with like the same fervor, um, and almost like respect as I do for the other games because it it just feels a little additional. You know, though, like the Phantom Pain feels the same way to me. Really, <clears throat> I think like these games where they kept doing stuff with the boss and there's something kind of funny about as well where this game ends and boss is like finally like i'm big boss now Mm -hmm. and then he's like this this mother base that we're on let's call it outer heaven you know yeah yeah. like big big moment and then it's like phantom pain (laughs) like trying to do that again and like the idea that okay well all that's missing from these games if we keep making them past four is seeing how snake became or jack became big boss mm-hmm. but you don't need that you know that that was one of the good things about the way three ended was you're saying okay well here are the blanks that you can fill in here of here's this guy who you know him and his relationship with the boss and how he was kind of soured on you know patriotism and real politic got him to become this like libertarian murder man <laughs> and uh i mean like that's his vision right yeah like, yeah when it comes down to it he's a pretty i don't know i'm not on big boss's side um but then they're like okay well we can color it in a bit more and then a little bit mm. more mm. and phantom pain i think is the most hilarious like i don't know <laughs> the most botched version of that out of these but so each one of them, like this one, when you say it's like 3.5 or whatever, like, it, sure, it's more, mm. like, aside from the new characters, and aside from the fact that I think there are a lot of things in this game to recommend it, and same with there are elements of the Phantom Pain I really like, but they're they're kind of just expanding on the same themes. Mm. So they feel not really essential in any way. Mm. Like, that was the cool thing about Middle Year before, is, like, 1, 2, and 3, they were each saying, we're not staying on the same stuff. We're we're looking at these same kind of ideas, but we're doing them from, like, extremely different settings. Yeah. And then you have 3 and 4 and Peace Walker and Phantom Pain, and they're all... Or not 3, but all of them, 4, Peace Walker and Phantom Pain, are kind of, like, just dwelling in the same mm, stuff. That's the word. Uh, I agree. I agree, and I think Peace Walker. I think I'm I'm prejudiced against it in the same way that I'm prejudiced against a Netflix film. I want. Okay, Spielberg. But you know what I mean. I like. I've I've got this. Just got. This. I know. I don't. I don't relate to that. <laughs> Netflix. I the don't. Netflix film. I've got this. I've got this. Really, unjustifiable discriminatory attitude against things that like don't belong as part of like a main series 
or if it's like a franchise game that's being developed by a studio that doesn't do the main games in the franchise i i don't know i think it's like a time thing it's like you know i'm only going to bother with the, i just want the meat you know atkins video games right i just want <laughs> just the pro, just the protein um no i but, know what you mean but peace, i don't peace walker yeah sorry netflix though yeah i don't I, i've got i have i've got i i i i have a, an aversion i have a, a a prejudice against maybe it's because the company name netflix. is netflix uh partly yeah when i when it when it was announced that like, jeremy solnier was doing his new film exclusively for netflix a part of me was disappointed and then I watched it, and I was even more disappointed. <laughs> is it the one with Skarsgård and? Yeah, Hold the Dark. It was. It was not very good. That was okay. Uh, didn't that didn't was care a... for that one. I watched it, and I didn't regret it. It was no Green Room. Yeah. Um, but I. I forgot what I was going to say now. Peace Walker. It. It doesn't. It, there's nothing. Let's just talk there's, about Hold the Dark. Let's talk about Hold the Dark and the the resurgence of practical blood effects in movies no i mm. there's nothing in peace walker apart from that moment where the metal gear drowns itself that strikes me as particularly distinctive however one of the things i do want to get onto, because uh, i feel like we we put this stuff on the back burner for the last episode and this ep- uh, this game is a is one way it, it kind of demands attention is the shall we say treatment of women in mm-hmm. Peace Walker, because there's some there's some stuff going on here. Yeah, this game is wretched with on that area. I it's think not. It's, it's most, not like, good, is it? It's not good. I think this one gives you the. Um, I don't know if I want to be this definitive. Yeah, no, I do. I think this one is the most like reprehensible of all of them. It has stuff like. <sighs> Like, where do you start? It has a mechanic in the cutscenes where you're holding the PSP and they're like graphic novel type, whatever. They're like comic book panels. So the characters speak and then a balloon, word balloon pops up. Um, But some of them, there'll be a button prompt to do something. So there's a section like where Snake is snatched up by a drone and you have to press the button at the right time for him to fire a rocket at or maybe it's Chico, the little boy. Um, or there's like the classic interrogation scene. And it, this one, by the way, this is brief aside, sucks ass the most of any Metal Gear Solid interrogation scene with the button mashing. Um, but yeah, so it's like comic book panel interrogation scene and you have to jam on the triangle button to get through it. Um, but this has stuff where uh, I think it's every woman who's introduced... At some point, um, you can click up on the direction pad, and then it'll show you, like, it'll go beneath their clothes. So I think the first time it does this is this character, Amanda, who's a French ornithologist who has, like, broken her leg, and she, like, has some information about what's going on. And so, like, Snake rescues her, and the idea is you're zooming in, and you're seeing, like, an x-ray scan of, like, her broken leg yeah so you're like uh, okay you know the first one is her underwear the second one is like a broken leg so you're kind of like eh, like maybe 
you know that's that's what you were going for there but then it's like it's like you meet pause i forget when it happens in different points but the same thing and the game is telling you at this point that she's 16 mm. so nah you know mm. 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 and so that's one thing right do you want to take over on some of this? Just to, yeah. just to clarify, this is a game that gives you the option to voyeuristically, without her kind of realizing it, peep under the clothes of a 16-year-old girl whilst playing as a kind of 40-plus-year-old man. I think that is the most, like, the most direct, and that's why I think I would say that, that this one is is the worst. But it, and it doesn't do it with you know uh, commentary, no. or with um, sort of condemnation. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's like a bit cheeky and a bit fun and a bit playful. It's, I think I put it this way, or you did in, in one of the articles. But it's like essentially the game saying we're assuming that this is what you like. Yeah, and it's like, hey, we're all you know, it's all the boys here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like got that extra. I don't know, it's just super creepy. And it also there are, oh my god, there are so many things. There's this like dating mini game mm-hmm. where you go on a beach and it's like snake running around on a beach with another character. And so of course you get the haha look at snake um being gay with Miller. That's you know that's um funny. And but also, you know, you can do this with any character, so there's pause and you still think she's 16 and you can romance her which i think i can't remember exactly how it works because i didn't (laughs) i'm not trying to sound virtuous or something but i didn't spend a lot of time in this mode (laughs) yeah um but like i don't know exactly how it happens but they like blush and take off their clothes and then eventually you go in like a two-person there's like a two-person cardboard box because you can play this game Mm co-op and then they go into that and it shakes around and you know yeah she's like before this like giggling and essentially you're like as snake coming on to her way too strong and in a friendly yeah. way so yeah it's you know good stuff so, with the middle-aged man preying upon a 16 year old girl i mm. i don't know if you're uh, a fan slash viewer of it's always sunny in philadelphia mm-hmm. right so i don't know if you remember the episode where dennis is pretending to be a businessman called brian lefebvre and uh, he's courting these other businessmen, and they sort of say to him, uh, and Mac is pretending to be Dennis's bodyguard, and the two other businessmen, they say to Dennis, if you just head down to the, the changing room of the country club, we think we've got something that you'd like. And they get there, and it's this sort of nubile boy with his shirt off, this like 18-year-old. And uh, Mac just says, right, well, that's it, I'm out. And, like, starts to walk off. And Dennis says, like, where are you going? And he says, well, Lefebvre's into banging little Asian boys, so we're done, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about <laughs> about that stuff in Peace Walker. I can play it and play it and think about it, but it's like, this is a game where you get to look at under the clothes of a 16-year-old girl, so that's it, yeah? You know what I mean? So that's it. Yeah. So, so that is it. You know what I mean? There's just there's nothing. That's it. Then you stop playing at that point. 
You know what I mean? This is a game where I'm being invited to spy to to spy on a 16 year old girl in her underwear so that's it so I'm out I am out at that point yeah exactly it's I mean because the thing is you can look at the creepiness in all the other games and you can play Phantom Pain with quiet Mm. Um, and it's ridiculous and it's like um, just really sort of like juvenile and uh, bad in a lot of ways like harmful um, but this one I think is the one where it's just like oh that's just a, a red line you know? yeah where it's just like like now I feel <laughs> like I I don't know if I put it in mind or something but now I feel like that this is brought up this is kind of makes it impossible to talk about other aspects of this game too yeah I can't move past it which it probably should you know Mm. I forgot as well too that one of the things I looked at some notes from this game also when Paz is introduced she's talking about how she's been she was sexually assaulted by CIA agents and that's when you look beneath her clothes in this game as well so really kind of goes all out it's quite it's quite stultifying isn't it when you think about it there's also all this uh, gay panic stuff in this game yeah so what's what's is it strange love is the name of the yeah so they (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) you know what i mean there's something yeah i know what you mean (laughs) i can remember i can just i can remember being like a 15 year old film student and writing a short film that had a character in it who's uh, who was named after like someone from The Wire or something, and that was uh-huh. what I was thinking was cool and clever, at, you know, at fifteen. And now you've got Hideo Kojima calling his character Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love too. Prick, just what a prick. She's a so doctor as well. It's just like if you're gonna once the guy's done the sixteen year old, once he's okay that I don't know if he came up with it, but he's okay that. And that's gone in the game. That's in the game. Undeniably, that's in the game. I feel like it's kind of like open season at that point. Yeah. You know, in terms of criticism, in terms of criticism of his work, I'm not like going after the guy necessarily, but in terms of criticism of his work, it feels like. Well, this <laughs> is the kind of... just forget it. You know, this is the kind of thing that if if it wasn't him, then. Mm, mm. If I had poured heart and soul into something and I was the lead on it and this somehow got in and I could not outvote or something, mm. I think I would I would mention this as something I was unhappy with. I would probably try to at least take off like a Hideo Kojima game yeah. from the main title. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you'd want to reject it in some way. So I don't feel bad about implicating him specifically that's you know it's his work <laughs> it's not honestly when you put it into the cold light of day there's so many things that I, was, I was thinking we could talk about with this but like it does become a sort of a, 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 like discussional kind of <laughs> it's like a, a, a discussional kind of like tank trap like, I just can't I don't know how you then I don't know how you then 
having said what we said about the content of this game, it now feels like it'd be a little bit immoral and like you were kind of doing the game a favour and trying to kind of justify and like rectify it by discussing it, <laughs> or you know, that it doesn't, or that it doesn't matter as much as the rest of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. This is one thing I'll say, and this is something that came up playing it and writing about it, and then now again, yeah. Um, and actually, every time I've played it, mm. and again now, recording this about mm. it is that this stuff, aside from the ornithologist if i'm remembering right the bulk of it comes essentially when you're done the game yeah um which allows you to i think become more invested in what's going on and so by the time this stuff comes you're like i don't know it's it's you already have opinions on everything else that's happened and now this is part of it too Mm. so you finish the game or you get to this this end point, and then it's saying, end this as well. Yeah. Not to say that other things aren't in there, because they are, but I think up until certain aspects of this, it kind of feels like you're just playing, you know, other, like, Phantom Pain or something. Mm. Or, or 4, with the Beauty and the Beast, whatever. So, I kind of feel like it does... I don't know. It's not like this is the first scene, then you're you're okay with it, or maybe it is one of the maybe it is near the beginning where she's like standing in the rain mm. with her raincoat or something. I can't remember. I don't know. Like I don't want to justify it. It's just like it's dumbfounding. Anyway, I... Doctor Strangelove. The thing with her, yeah, is yeah. she's she's a Doctor Strangelove who works on you know around nuclear weapons and she has little black circular glasses um and she uh she just she's called strange love and i think it's because she liked the movie so they do acknowledge it at some point but then her co-workers find out that she's gay mm-hmm. and asterisk next to that we'll return to is gay and then they start calling her dr strange love thereby turning the Kubrick film into and the novel into a like weird roundabout like uh, homophobic insult mm. strange love which mm. I didn't get for it's like it's one of those lines like oh his name's vamp not because he's a vampire but because he's bisexual and that one I think doesn't make sense at all yeah I don't get that I don't what does that mean I think a vamp is like kind of uh, someone who's like seductive but that doesn't I think have anything to do with being bisexual. Right, (laughs) right. Unless to them it did. I don't know. Mm. So same thing with the strange love thing. But then I figured it out. (laughs) I put the Mm, puzzle together. mm, mm. Um, But then, so anyway, that's her thing. She's gay. And that's (laughs) her thing, yeah. And then uh, later there are these calls where she ends up working on the boss's side she's on mother base and you get these calls where you find out that she's essentially like a sex predator so she keeps trying to like bathe the different women and because she's supposed to be the doctor and so she like bathes them and it freaks them out and there's like some like weird like uh audio softcore with like pause describing this um but then she falls in love with huey emmerich and becomes otacon's mom so she's 
she's gay, and then all of a sudden she's bi out of nowhere. So there's like kind of that, that's a whole snake's nest of of stuff going on there. It's really bad. <laughs> it, it's really it's, bad. It's really bad. Like, it's really bad. It's really bad when you think about the reputation that these games have. It's really bad when you think about uh, the the sort of system that kind of gets that that sort of produces this. As I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't think of myself as particularly susceptible to like being outraged. I don't think of myself as like particularly reactionary, but. And it's not like anything. No, it's, it's, not that... like, it's not like anything you're saying is like new on me. It's not like I've never read a book or seen a movie or even played a game. I've done you know this as well. Like I, I, I get it, but I'm just surprised. I'm not even surprised. I'm just. I'm really. I'm curious. I'm even less than angry. I'm not like angry about it. I'm not. You know. I'm not like offended by it as such. I'm just curious. I would really like an answer. I'd like a justification. I'd like a justification. As to why this is there, I'd like a justification, because I remember, I remember when they released the character model images, the sort of concept images for Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five, where she's dressed in you know like a bikini and fishnets and zilch elt, and people were saying, well, you know why, and I can remember Hideo Kojima responding yeah, and saying. Well, he said that when you find out, when you play the game and we give the reason as to why she's dressed like this, I think you're all going to feel a little bit ridiculous, like a bit ashamed. And then the, the, the justification, the reason, is that uh, she doesn't ever breathe. She gets her energy through photosynthesis because she's this weird sort of human-plant hybrid superhero. And I thought, well, that's... that. No, you know what I mean? I'm not... That's You should be... You should feel stupid because you've just... All you've done is... Decided, I want a woman in the game that wears a bikini and fishnets because that'll sell to a certain type of person, and I like it as well. And I need to come up with an excuse for that. And I do, I don't, I just, I can't quite. To an extent, I can get into the mindset of the the system that creates this stuff, but then to a, a, a greater extent, I can't. Well, it's like you understand, and I think people understand, like sort of exploitation in in media right and just being like that's not what these are right but no but like you no no i don't think it is but you understand like the idea of well we're doing this because it's like thrilling in some way or we think it will thrill other people like just by the just the fact of it right like saying this is i don't know this is something that'll get attention or will make people like It'll keep their eyes on the screen. But this is like... like The quiet thing is like... <laughs> it's like... Ashamed of itself, in a sense, too. <laughs> like, Or not, not ashamed, really, but more like... Because I don't think if you have shame, you could go through with the amount... Mm. Think of the amount of work that goes into that, too. It's a lot of work. Mm. Um, but the need to like justify it, to be like, Hey, also, I'm serious. I'm a very serious person. Mm. So get your mind out of the gutter everyone <laughs> like it's it's just like this i don't know there's a hypocrisy to it there's a it's like self-serving um 
but you know the pause thing i think goes and the strange love thing goes further the strange love thing is just that's part of this conversation it's separate though as well because it's not trying to be titillating it's more like well no it does at certain points the pause thing though is just straight up like it's just disgusting and then they do the thing at the end of the game where you find out she's a a cipher agent and you know blah 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 everything you know about her is a lie and she's actually like 21 or something so then they can also (laughs) say like (laughs) they can also be like hey you thought uh you, you thought she was 16 but hey jerk she's not so it's okay it's uh, it's like, but that's that reveal that oh, actually she's twenty one and a CIA agent, right? It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck me! It's like tantamount to saying <laughs> she was the one manipulating you, right? She was the one leading you on, yeah. Which is tantamount to saying she <laughs> she was asking for it. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. There's, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on there. And I can't tell if it's the product of, like, ignorance and not thinking or the product of, like, some really convoluted, quite dark, psychosexual thinking. <laughs> I can't tell if it's, if it's you know, if we're talking, like, a, about a, a sort of obsession, paraphilia, uh, something that's, like, consumptive, or whether it's just stupidity. I, I don't... I, 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 or a bit of both. I think it's all mixed up in there. I think it also feels like someone says, hey, if you're going to make this 16-year-old girl to perv on in this game, you also she... have to put in your appendices somewhere yeah. else and say, don't worry. You, you can't sue us. Yeah, she's 21. You, you can't. Um, she's also in her underwear when she announces that because she can only pilot the metal gear in her <laughs> underwear <laughs> so she's like revealing all this information about herself and piloting the metal gear at the end and she's like it reminds me of that andy daly character on comedy bang bang have you ever seen that oh the was the, the one with don de mello um, the theater director he's like, like the old timey yeah creep and he's talking about like when they did a a, a version of Pinocchio and like, <laughs> yes I know what you're talking and then all their all their clothes fall off because uh, they're just you know they're just flimsy doll clothes they're, they're, that's what would happen in real life you know that's just realistic <laughs> it's like and uh, when we meet Paz you know she she's in her underwear because uh, it'd be too hot in the Metal Gear you know <laughs> exactly well she breathes through her skin right it's the yeah. same thing yeah so. But what do you do with this? Because this is also the thing, right? This is the thing, especially post three. There's stuff in the other games, but this is a thing. You know, capital T thing in in these other games. And we are still talking about them, right? We're still engaging with them. So what do you do? Um, There are... I think a lot of people have had to try to like separate the art from the artist. That happens quite a lot. No, but this is the art from the art. This right? is the art from the art. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how do you separate the art from the art? Uh, I, I actually don't think you can. And I think that you you have to take it all... You have to almost take it holistically. 
and I think the only way to like reasonably talk about Metal Gear Solid as a as a sort of item is to for everything that it, it does that's you know interesting and original and sort of creative and in some respect maybe like admirable and impressive you have to you have to say you have to say all of this other stuff that it does as well I don't think that you can separate them I don't think I suppose the question though then is does this stuff that we've just been talking about sort of invalidate it does it mean it's like beyond rescue does I it don't mean th- see that's the thing like that's kind of what I wanted to get to but I don't know it sounds callow or something to say it doesn't because it's it's disgusting right like it feels like you're I don't know it's like feels like you're excusing like some friend of yours who accused or some friend of yours who like did something horrible and you're saying mm. well he did that yeah we all know he did that Hitler like dogs yeah mm. I mean yeah you bring up Hitler where you can't follow that. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's just, yeah, but I know yeah, he, he was, yeah, it's yeah, like, he was yeah. very nice to his dog. He was really nice for his dog. And does it does it wipe it out? I don't feel like I want to be the one to say whether it does or doesn't. Well, it's the thing too. I also feel like I'm with a lot of this stuff too, and I try to be aware of the fact that I'm like insulated. Yeah, but then, but to then a again, degree. Then again, I feel like I'm the person. I fit the profile of who this is aimed towards. That, yep. You know what I mean. I'm I'm the one who's supposed to be. Well, that's uh, why it's insulting. Yeah, it's like belittling almost like, like saying like, "Hey, you like this?" It's like, yeah. You don't. Like it. It almost feels like you're being accused of something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It does. It does. Oh, we're all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like no, could you? Get- Get your arm off my shoulders. Get out of my vents. So that's it. I think I can... The one comment I can say is that as the assumed target audience for that stuff, um, I find it has the complete opposite effect and actually makes me almost like resent my own enjoyment of Metal Gear Solid in other areas. Um, And if someone said to me, if somebody said to me, you shouldn't think about Metal Gear Solid. You shouldn't even. You shouldn't play it. It's not worth a damn because of this stuff. I would not argue. I just say, yeah. I I agree. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, right? That's the sticking point. But then that, you know, am I just going with the cultural tide? I don't. I don't know. No, because it is. I think it is fair to dismiss something that is. You know, it's the problem too, though, is like you can't. I mean, depends on your perspective, but you can't be, I think, entirely prescriptive and say Mm. this. But I don't know. I I feel like there are certain lines in the sand, and one of them is a 16 year old recounting her sexual assault whose clothes you can look through by pressing a button at the same time, which I think is like not a matter of this bothers me or doesn't but it's something that's just like completely odious it's just like that's <laughs> it's a universal just, line yeah it's just i think to be in a functioning society that is something that is not tolerated like it's how do you <laughs> anyway like go on no just how do you there are so many people 
and there are so many layers of approval. This is not someone writing this on their own and self-publishing it. This is not even someone writing it, working with an editor and an agent and having it published. This is this is a, a team of hundreds. This is hundreds of people. Yeah. And then like ratings boards and like yeah. publishers and Manhunt Two couldn't get a rating in this country because of violence. This game like just gets whipped onto shelves. <laughs> Well, see, this is something really interesting, too. And I think I mentioned this to you before we started recording because I was looking at the wiki for this game. Um, I was editing my the Wikipedia to, to make it so every time it said snake, it said... Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a joke because I'm reading this right now. Mm. Um, so this... Uh, yeah, so from the, the Wikipedia says, due to the game's intended audience, which I think it was they wanted this to be good for younger audiences, which... Mm. Okay. There's a lot you can say there. Uh, Peace Walker is the first main Metal Gear game to receive a teen rating from the ESRB <laughs> since Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops Plus. Still, the Japanese version had content cut in regards to a violent scene. Kojima commented that, quote, there's tolerance for fantasy games, but for games where you show war or real violence between people, you apparently can't complain about anything. With wow. this, it seems impossible to communicate something through games. So. So. That's not a bad point, right? Yeah, but, but, fu- but, 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 but fuck him. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like... <laughs> it's like a mass murderer complaining that, like, you can't wear his like anarchy t-shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I agree with you, but you're not the one I'm going to commiserate. <laughs> you're not fighting that battle. You are not fighting that battle. Like because that is, and this is also the Peace Walker thing. This is a game that is interesting. This is a game that is about, um, like war and the complexities of the Cold War and the like impossibility, but still like need to try to work toward peace despite like real politic making that almost impossible Mm. and it's like literally setting itself in 1974 referencing and including his characters like the cia Mm. um the kgb the sandinistas in nicaragua and it's talking very explicitly about like the role of the cold war in destabilizing latin america and it's doing all this very intelligently and very i think kind of like provocatively also to say here's a game that if it was made more clear i think people would have flipped about the idea that like you're solid snake killing cia agents for a lot of this game so he's right in that he's saying like it's all well and good to i don't know have a game where you're i don't know the best way to put this but like to have a game where you're cutting off the heads and limbs of like an alien but if you're going to do try to show real violence in the context of the real world, referencing real things, you're going to get slapped for it. So that's all good, but he's complaining about this and he also gets to have his 16-year-old in her underwear. Mm. You know? Mm. Maybe that's Peace Walker in a nutshell. Maybe that is. Um, And then then you've got... um, Hang on. So... Having said everything you've just said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you've also got just to just to sort of uh, enlarge the nutshell ever ever so much. Uh, game rankings eighty eight point ninety eight percent. Metacritic eighty nine hundred. One up A minus. Edge nine out of ten. Eurogamer eight out of ten. <laughs> Famitsu forty out of forty. GameSpot nine out of ten. Game trailers nine point one out of ten. IGN nine point five out of ten. X Play five out of five. See, here's the problem too. When you try to rate these games hmm. numerically, it's never going to go well. No, no. it's it, it can go well, but it's like people being like, "So you would have given Peace Walker a ten out of ten, but you're knocking off a one full point for sixteen-year-old in underwear slash gay panic." Hmm. And another point for extraneous mother base features. You know, it's like, <laughs> like what are you supposed to? I think you you write about all of it in a way that packages it together, and and that's how you do it. And then mm. you just look at what things mean out of a hundred, and you just go for that. But anyway, that's what I did with the Phantom Pain on this website that used to exist, and boy, people didn't. Mm. Well, I'm happy about that. What website? No, they weren't, were they? They didn't like it when your your Phantom Pain uh, write up. I think time has absolved me of giving it's, that game a sixty nine out of a hundred. I think it was own, generous. It's your own bloody fault, mate. Why? Well, it's a, it's at least a it's at least a ninety one, isn't it? Like that's objective. That's true, isn't it? <laughs> I was told that. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. This stuff's boring to talk about, but it's like people who are like, I see some of your points. But objectively, yeah, this yeah, game yeah. is at least an eighty. Yeah, people like Phil Spencer. Way, <laughs> 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 I mean, those cars do look good, regardless of anything. Mm, mm. You gotta appreciate the money. Gotta appreciate the money that's gone into those cars. I didn't like when Captain America and the rest of the Avengers in Avengers Ed Game did a Zeke Heil. Mm. And uh, I, I wasn't into that, but the CG in that movie was fantastic. So it, it cost a lot. So there's that, you know. Ipso facto. Ipso facto. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> ergo, vis a vis. <laughs> what a weeder! Imagine being a CEO of a fucking major company and picking on a freelance writer reviewing a game. It's good. Good guy. What guy? Anyway, peace walker. Yeah. Peace out. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm peace. I'm peace walking away from this one. No, I mean the thing is. So if you have the task of talking about this game, see, you and I both wrote articles on this game without spoiling too much of the book. Mm. I think our articles on this game also like come down to the point where we're saying this is a good one. Yeah, this is I one know. of the better ones. Yeah, and I like... do think when I think of it in general, maybe I'm like a an apologist. You know, because I'm like there are things that stick out, or maybe I'm like callow, or not callow, but maybe I'm just like I don't know. Maybe I'm just a mean person. And on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you know. I don't know, because you think about it, you're like, is there something defective with me? Because I do care, but then I'm like, why is that not front of mind then? Mm. 
Mm. Every time you say the name Peace Walker. Come on, Ed, help me out here. I don't know, like optimism. Like you, mm. you, you want to think the best of things. I don't think. So. Or maybe um, I don't know. Maybe there's only so much that you can tolerate staying into that void. Or maybe um, maybe you don't feel quite you know qualified to dissect that kind of thematic as somebody else might be or maybe um other these aren't justifications these aren't excuses but i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of why i wrote what i did about peace walker i think for me it was largely because i had dived into the kojima sexual swamp in a previous article Hmm. So what I'm saying is, my hands are clean, mate. Don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I came into this writing this as well. See, this is this is bad though because the book's not out, so it's not like you can like see what I'm talking about. But I have a the only the only uh, footnote in any of these is mm. like two paragraphs about this game. Um, mm. Because it didn't, it wasn't part of what I was writing about. But it's got to be in there. Maybe it should be. Maybe now we have to go back and add some of this stuff in holistically, not as footnote. Well, no, we don't, because obviously the book is uh, complete (laughs) and uh, will be released asap very soon. And we've just been sitting on it, right? It's just been yeah, we've just been waiting, tucked under your tucked under your bottom. Getting warm, like a little egg. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little book egg. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's nestled into some straw and mm. errant bird feces, and just sort of uh, <laughs> warming up. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> cooking up into, until it's ready to go. Yeah, and then um, and it's gonna hatch, and uh, yeah. Just change, change the world of game criticism <laughs> forever, baby. <laughs> Nothing's gonna be the same. Yeah, okay. It's gonna be the snake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, so. the summer's the dat. <laughs> Prafter. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, if you're interested in hearing more of these episodes, you can go to bulletpointspodcast.com. We've covered every game now, apart from Metal Gear Solid 5. They're all available for you to listen to. Uh, we have also got bulletpointsmonthly.com. That's that's still going. Um, <coughs> and you can find articles there on games like Red Dead Redemption 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and... Um, anthem. And EA's Anthem. Uh, yeah, Beth- Bethesda's Prey. <laughs> um, uh, Metal Gear Survive. And Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Yeah, that other one. The other one. Uh, now then, what else have we got to mention? What are the other plugs? You can follow us on Twitter, at BulletPointsVG. And mm. if you enjoy any of what we do, you are invited to go to patreon.com slash bullet points. And if you have any money available, 
please let uh, please let us have it so we can we can keep doing what we're doing. Uh, even if you can't do that, even if you don't have any money available or, or you just don't want to give it to us, which is understandable, uh, we appreciate all of your support and your kind of retweets and mentions and anywhere that you can share our work is is greatly appreciated. It's uh, it's fans like you that make us what we are. Um, OKHeroBook.tumblr.com has uh, a brief uh, summary of our upcoming book on the Metal Gear Solid series co-written by Reed, Astrid and myself. That will be out in the due course of time. Um, Is that everything? Yeah. We've got another episode. We've got one last episode of the podcast to do, which is going to look at Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, and then kind of bring it all home as well and, and tie everything up. Um, it's going to be a bit sad, isn't it? Because when we've done that last podcast and then the book's out, I don't think I'm ever going to talk publicly about Metal Gear Solid ever again for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm sick of it now. Well, but what if someone wants to talk to you about your essays? Someone wants to interview me about my work on the book. In such a capacity that it would enhance the promotional uh, value of the book, thereby uh, spreading your name far and wide (laughs) for all the lucrative job opportunities that that may uh, bring your way, plus the increase in revenue from from hundreds of thousands to millions Mm. of dollars. Then I think I think I would have to. I think I couldn't. I couldn't play it Salinger. I'd have to, um, I'd have to go out there. I'd have to go out there and do a, a book tour, doing, and and be uh, shadowed by uh, David Lipsky. <laughs> um, Please don't yeah. talk about Salinger next to the tenor of this conversation. <laughs> so far, in the subject matter. Okay, so moving away from that rapidly, uh, this has been bullet points. That was Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Um, detestable game. We'll be back soon to talk about Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain. Until then, I've been the co-host Ed Smith. Reed, who have you been? I've been the co-host Reed McCarter. That is right. And we will be back very soon. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>